ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show here on uh, on the 4th of January 2020. It is the Wrestle Kingdom 14 Night 1 Post Show. I am doing this on the Eastern Seaboard, so it is 7.30 in the morning right now, but we are live here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, and when I say we, I literally mean that I am not alone. I have with me to to walk through this this amazing show that we just had the the opportunity to to witness and enjoy. I'm going to be joined here this evening, this morning. I usually do the evening, <laughs> morning, but I'm uh, my sleep cycle is completely shot by Kelsey of the Two Faced Wrestling Podcast. Casey, Casey, Crailsley, Crassley. <laughs> It's doing? too early. I know. How you doing, Kelsey? I'm doing great. Tired like you. I'm joined, you know, with a ghost. I'm the undead zombie because I feel like a zombie right now. So we're just going to have a big undead party today. Talking Wrestle Kingdom. It'll be a fun time. I really like the show a lot. It, it, yeah, so did I. We're Of course, we're going to take time to talk about this. But as I mentioned, we are recording this live right here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And we have, we have a whole... We have a packed house of folks who are joining us to listen to us, who who are going the extra mile with us here this morning. Instead of just jumping into bed and going to sleep, no, 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 they're, they're, no we gotta, we gotta talk about this some more. We gotta unpack what we just saw. We have Madubd who is with us in the chat. Devil Kazuya is here as well. Christian, nice to see you as well. Carlos is here. Kristen Ashley, Ellen. Lo- Ellen Morrow? Is it like Ellen Morrow? Yes, that's it. Ellen Morrow. Dave, good guy Dave is here as well. Soul as well. Darren Kirkby, since we're doing this on uh, on, on a schedule where our, our friends in the UK are able to join us. So I'm glad to see you, Darren. RJ is here as well. John Baez, King Juni, Metal is here. Andy Q, Head Cheese, Bob Ruski. Uh, Jason PS3, Daniel Haynes. I mean, look, look. This is that's so many people. Thank you. Thanks for watching, you guys. You got it. Absolutely. Tyler Work just popped in. This is this is fantastic. This is a huge packed house, and we can get more people in here if you want to tweet the link out. And if you're watching live right now, or even if you're watching on your own accord, think about giving the video a thumbs up here on YouTube. That's very much appreciated. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast application, because this will be available. A little later on uh, on all podcast applications. Well, give it a review, a like, a subscription, a follow, whatever you whatever you do on your podcast app of choice to give some support to the Mister Warren Hage. So that's very that's very cool. <laughs> that's good good stuff. So um, so yeah, good. Speaking of good stuff, well, first and foremost, Kelsey, just in case, you know, we have people who are living under, who have been living under tin, you know, like aluminum siding for the past three years and have no idea who you are. Just give us a rundown. Why, you, why, why, who you are and what you do as far as wrestling content creation goes. Man, it's so early for plugs, <laughs> but <laughs> I do a lot of stuff. I'm at superkickinit.com. Go there, and you can find links to all my stuff. My YouTube channel's on there, links to my podcast. I'm on all the available podcast apps, as you just said. Same ones you are on, basically. <laughs> um, uh, I co-host one with my 
co-host Paul. He's really great. We talk wrestling. We've got two different viewpoints. But something we can agree on is we both really love New Japan Pro Wrestling. I can say that that truly is where my heart is in wrestling. So I'm really excited to talk about this show. Really happy to be joining you, Warren. Thanks for asking me. New Japan Pro Wrestling, there's nothing like it, you know. It was one of the first non-WWE things that I started watching when I became a wrestling fan, like in, uh, what year was that, 20, 2016 that I started watching New Japan? Mm-hmm. And man, it's been a fun ride since then. Uh, it's been great. So I'm really excited to talk this Wrestle Kingdom, but I gotta say, you know, this Wrestle Kingdom was good, but th- there's some Wrestle Kingdoms in the past that it's like nothing will ever surpass it. But we're not over yet. I mean, it's still only night one, night two's coming tomorrow. It's such a weird transition to it being two nights it's hard to get used to but i'm excited to see what night two brings well i mean let, let, i mean let, let's just talk about it a bit then before before we go on like of course you know they're they're uh this is a new concept that they that they're trying out this is something brand new uh that were that that were that we're into this year uh and like you, you said it yourself you know what 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 makes it what makes it different what made other wrestle kingdoms more special Kelsey, as opposed to what we saw at least on night one here this evening. Well, there was some great stuff on night one. There really was. But it's just like when I think back to Wrestle Kingdom, especially 10, 11, even 12, but really 10 and 11 to me are like the pinnacle of the mountain. Mm -hmm. It's like there's some kind of feeling. And of course, I'm a little biased because 11 had a wonderful like Omega and Okada match, which I just think one of the best matches ever all of their their matches have been good but like wrestle kingdom 11 to me holds a special place their match there i was so into it i have a, like a live reaction on my youtube when i i filmed myself watching it and i was so intensely into it i'll just never forget that match so to me it's like it's hard to it's hard to beat wrestle kingdom 11 so i think that's that's just the problem i'm biased to sell essentially <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, and I mean, we it was at the upswing, right, of a very, very yeah. good period for New Japan as well. Uh, yeah, it was it was just it was just a really good period for New Japan coming out of a very dark period, one that Hiroshi Tanahashi uh, carried on his shoulders. And we were just uh, coming out of there, creating the next generation of stars that we know now. Right. Uh, exactly. It, it was a it was a very, uh, very ebullient moment here we have Kristen ashley who sent us a super chat saying let's start a super chat party thank you for super reminding chat me. party <laughs> thank you for reminding me Kristen. i'm not uh, i i'm still not used to the super chat stuff yet this is the second stream that i do with super chats so hey if you want to donate a super chat i will read your question slash comment on air as long as it's reasonable and you know doesn't offend me <laughs> like if you start talking about if you start talking about how ugly my t-shirt is which is actually let me see it see it's it's like a a a wolf made out of leaves whoa if you, th- if you think that's bad i'm not gonna read the super chat because that would have <laughs> i got bill murray see but wearing- and, and there's nothing you can't say anything wrong about bill murray either <laughs> no and he's wearing like cub stuff so it's pretty cool I like Chicago. There, there you, you go. go. There you go. So <laughs> you could say good things about my shirt, bad things about Warren's shirt, and he'll have to read it. Okay then. Even though he says he won't, but okay, come on, then. read it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay. Well, let's get right into it because there is a lot to unpack, and we, you know, I don't want us to stay here till 10 a.m. because we are going to absolutely crash at some point. 
Um, but I mean, this show got really, really exciting. And uh, uh, my intake of caffeine was definitely not as high as I expected it to be. Uh, this show really, really got me into it. Um, I'm going to run through the preliminary matches a little quickly, if everyone's okay with that, because uh, on the pre-show we had uh, we had uh, Tona Hanari, the team of Tona Hanari, Alex Coughlin, um, Clark Connors, and Carl Fredericks defeating uh, the um, uh, defeating GBH, uh, Yuya Yumira, and Yoda Tsuji. Excuse me for the absolute butchering of the young lions <laughs> names here Tenkozi then uh, defeated uh, Nagata and Nakanishi I uh, will say in this match though that I thought that Nagata looked really really good and worked uh, worked a solid match uh, and uh, out of the preliminary matches uh, out of the prelimi preliminary matches that I just want to touch on that I do want to talk about of course is uh, Liger's first retirement match where he teamed up uh, with uh, Fujinami, the great Suzuki, which was really great to see, Tiger Mask, and with uh, El Samurai in their corner. But they were defeated by uh, the team of uh, of Sano, uh, Shinjiro Otani, uh, Takewa, uh, Take uh, Ta and Taguchi, uh, with uh, Kobayashi in their corner. Taguchi getting the pin on Liger. Uh, I thought this was... I thought this was okay this was fine this was you know uh, a reunion of sorts the old timers coming in uh doing their thing uh hitting their spots of course you know you could see who uh, who could still work right as opposed to who had a little some of the guys who had a little more difficulty you know uh, Suzuki Taguchi Liger of course Tiger Mask they 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 did most of the heavy lifting during the match and I was kind of surprised that Taguchi got the pin on Liger I thought Liger was going to win on night one lose on night two he's definitely losing tomorrow like that that's completely a thing I really thought Taguchi was going to uh, excuse me I didn't think Taguchi was going to uh, was going to pin Liger this evening so that's a thing that happened um but uh, but but you know we're we're on our way to to never seeing Jushin Thunder Liger in a ring again, uh, Kelsey. It's uh it's happening. It, it's a sad thing, I gotta say. It's it's a weird thing too. It's I'm not used to it yet. So that's why you know it feels like not a big deal that he didn't win in a way because you don't really believe it's over. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm like in yeah. denial right now. But I gotta say I'm really disappointed in the booking of these matches. Not that he didn't win but that just what the matches are it's like why didn't they build up that suzuki feud to be in wrestle kingdom that would have been a great singles feud now maybe if they were gonna have him lose anyway have him lose to suzuki and suzuki actually pay respect to him at wrestle kingdom and i was saying this back when they faced each other months ago i was like why is this happening now and you know uh i thought maybe that that they would prolong it and that they would have like another match to kind of cement it. But no, nothing. I mean, nothing. I'd be okay if the feud hadn't even like begun really till a few months ago and had really culminated here. And this would have been their first match at Wrestle Kingdom. But uh, the secondary option, like I said, would have been, they already had the matches. It, it happened. We can't change that it happened, but we could have added another match between them here. And it would have been a lot more meaningful than what they did do with him. In my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I concur with you. It, it, yeah. 
it kind of ties into a, a theory or at least a, a conspiracy theory that everyone kind of has recent uh, is kind of having uh, that or at least around the rumor that uh, Minoru Suzuki's uh, contract is running up. Right. And uh, yeah, and that he's leaving. Yeah. And if you see how he was treated tonight, you know, you're kind of like, well, he was really uh, he was really set. Uh, he was really set to the background, you know. Not really just tonight. I mean, if you look at last Russell Kingdom, he had nothing to do. It's ridiculous, mm -hmm. really, to be honest with you. Suzuki hasn't been utilized all year, and it's been puzzling over and over again. I mean, if you look at G1 Supercard, he was just in the Battle Royal when he he could have been in a singles match. He's so over. But uh, it's, it's puzzling. I know people are saying, oh, it's because... Suzuki's leaving why would they give him a singles but it it would have had a lot of meaning I it mean, would have had a lot of meaning exactly the imagery regardless of if he's leaving or not the imagery of Suzuki paying Liger respects is massive like that imagery you can't downplay at all yeah. it's it's powerful it would have been powerful it was powerful when it happened a few months ago but it would have been more powerful here on this stage regardless of if he was leaving or if he is leaving I'm in agreement I want to say thank you to Ray Death Ray for the uh, for the super chat and uh, Josh Robinson left a super chat as well uh, all the way in Australia and just said just saying just wanted to say hi keep on crushing it both of you thank you very much Josh we appreciate thanks it. Josh um, other preliminary matches we had the uh, we had uh, the um, uh, we had uh, excuse me. The uh, LIJ team uh, defeating uh, or actually losing to Suzuki Goon as Zack Sabre Jr. twisted Bushi into uh, into something unnameable to win the match. Uh, we had uh, the um, we had the Chaos team defeating uh, the Bullet Club uh, set up as well, and uh, and that was pretty much it for the preliminary matches. And I, I, like I said, I want to gloss over them, and I'm going to tell you, Kelsey. I, I was, you know, I watch New Japan and I understand, you know, on the shows you have these preliminary matches or that, you know, just set up things. Right. But these right. really did feel like touring tag matches, you know, in the weeks that before we get to the big shows when they're doing the tours <laughs> and they're building to the matches. This is what they felt like. Uh, you know, the, the chaos match essentially served to build uh, uh, Kenta and Goto tomorrow. Uh, same thing with uh, with the um, with the LIJ Suzuki-gun match. It was for Sonata and Zack Sabre Jr. Again, for tomorrow. I don't need this on your biggest show of the year. I don't need filler, you know, right. on Wrestle Kingdom. We have easily four guys... Four top-tier stars in the company who were all without singles matches, who are without singles matches this very weekend. Uh, Ishii, uh, Shingo, yeah. uh, Minoru Suzuki, Evil. Why not give singles matches to these four guys who have carried their weight all throughout the year in different shapes and forms? Instead, we're just throwing them into these meaningless tag matches? I... I don't get it. It didn't. It really didn't work for me because the these two these two matches really did feel like filler. Felt like touring tag matches. I don't know what you thought, but I didn't care for it. 
I agree with you. I mean, this is a, a thing that happens on Wrestle Kingdom. Sometimes there is some filler in the very beginning. And that's why last year I did the same thing as this year. I slept a little bit longer, missed the like first match a little bit. And I was like, oh, it, it'll be fine because I knew it was meaningless tag matches because that's how it was last year. And I was like, whatever. It's the same old, same old with that. But as you said, you know, building tonight too is no excuse. You've got guys who don't have a singles match all weekend. Mm-hmm. So over both nights. So that's really inexcusable, especially when you look at somebody like Ishii, who has had such a stellar year. I mean, performances that were so high quality, and yet there's no reward at Wrestle Kingdom. No big match, no highlight, no spotlight. Why is that? It really makes no sense. Now, last year, I can understand there being a little bit of filler trying to get people in when it's one night. But when it's two nights and you have the time to fill, why can't you put more singles matches, at least one more? And like I said, that even that still go back, that goes back to my comment on the Liger match. That could have been a singles match sure. with Suzuki. Then you got your two big guys in a singles match instead of a throwaway tag. So I'm I'm right on the same page with you there, Warren. Yeah, I mean, Ishii is the perfect example because again this year he was the he was the MVP of uh, of the G one. Like he delivered stellar performances all throughout. Um, right. uh, Shingo, Shingo is another one that that is another guy that boggles my mind why they didn't give him anything to do. Uh, he was he was the star of the uh, of the the uh, the Super Juniors uh, early this year. When they right. tried to convince us that he was a that weight class, you you crazy new Japan folk. Um, so, but but he was a star there. He had a he had a good showing through throughout, and you know the you you felt like they were building him as a star. Evil, they even put started building evil as a singles competitor. They as did. Well. I don't know, man. Uh, it was it, it's really really strange. I don't know why they they decided to go with such which real real filler. But hey. We'll move on to uh, to talking about the Gorillas of Destiny uh, losing their IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles to Finn Juice. I called it, by the way, on my Twitter. Well, I said, th- I think there might be a title change here. I I really wasn't expecting this because uh, I look, I really, really wasn't expecting this. Uh, really, you aren't expecting it a little bit. Come on, no, God has had the titles forever. The division is thin. You've got Finn Juice back together again. The division could use some fresh matchups, in my opinion. Them at the top that creates some variety. I know people aren't happy about it because there's this whole Juice thing. Mm-hmm. People are hating on Juice, like my friend John, our friend John. <laughs> you know, he's not B+ just yours. Player and all that. My <laughs> I know. friend too. No, but here's the thing: is the the reason why I wasn't expecting them, uh, why I was expecting God to retain, is because I was expecting uh, Juice to win the U.S. title tomorrow. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. That's going to happen. Well, people think. Dude, are people saying it's completely impossible for him to be double champ? It's not like he's a double singles champ, you know. <laughs> no, so but it's it's, it's still. Re- I, look, hang on. Let's talk about the match. We're gonna talk. Let's okay. start by talking well, about. Well, maybe the they're match. trying to make him an A player. Come on, more. <laughs> maybe they're trying to make him an A. They're like he's an A bitch. They're, they're gonna they're gonna force him down our throats. Um, yes. Juice Juice eats shit for the majority of the first part of the match. Uh, he um, but uh, then he starts uh, the, he starts fighting back. He hits a nice pair of spine busters on um, on God pair of cannonballs uh, as well. 
Um, uh, the uh, Gorillas of Destiny fight back. They hit the Magic Killer on David Finley, but Juice breaks up the pin. And then they hit the Magic Killer on Juice as well. But uh, uh, eventually David Finley ends up reversing the uh, the fatality with a Hurricane Rana uh, off of the powerbomb attempt off the, the top rope, which was actually really cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and they both hit their finishers, essentially. Juice hits the Pulp Friction on uh, on Tongaloa. And, uh, and he rolls out, doesn't he? Yeah, and he, he rolls roll out, out of the ring. That? And, mm-hmm. uh, and Tamatanga eats an acid drop and the pin. The Gorillas of Destiny actually end their tag team title run as the longest reigning champions since Gallows and Anderson in 2014-2015 defended the titles 10 times. Yeah, your your boy Sean Rossap dropping mad stats on Twitter there. I saw that Full that he tweeted to that. Sean. Yeah, uh, that was a great stat because, you know, G.O.D. has done some amazing things. And I honestly think they had the feud of the year. A lot of people aren't talking about it, but their matches with the Briscoes were wonderful Mm -hmm. to me, the best of the year. So so they had a great reign. They had some really cool rivalries. But again, like the division, it's just not really fresh right now. The tag division in New Japan. So I think this mixes it up, although, yes, it is surprising Mm -hmm you know, uh, the result, because, you know, what does this mean for Juice tomorrow night? But uh, we can talk about that when we uh, when we speculate more. Well, let's but speculate. I let's, like the match overall. Let's start talking about it right now, because this, okay. see, to me, this is one of the things, when I was doing predictions on John's show on the No Particular Angle podcast, which is, you should all go find and subscribe to on your favorite podcast app, uh, we were talking about the fact that outside of the four main eventers, right of both nights Mm -hmm. juice is the only competitor that is competing for titles on both nights he's the only one who's doing it and we we sort of sat around slapping our knees like ah of course that's not gonna happen but look at what we're confronted with Juice could legitimately win the u.s title tomorrow and juice robinson would be a double belt holder just like either kazuchika okada or tetsuya naito are going to be is going you know is going to be sorry it and it it kind of blows my mind kelsey to be perfectly honest it kind of blows my mind i understand like it blowing your mind but like you know think back when juice was really gaining popularity in japan i mean i really do think he's earned some of these opportunities and uh that's why i think he's at least an a minus player (laughs) (laughs) because he showed up for the company and he's really, really shown that he's improved. He's dedicated to the company and he's over in Japan. That's what you want. You know, uh, I just think it would be a mistake to have Moxley tomorrow leave with the belt because of this whole main event situation where you're going to inevitably have the IWGP IC title you know, the same person hold that title with the heavyweight title. And so essentially, no more separate defenses on the same show by two different Mm -hmm. champions because the champion will be the same person. So if you have that going on, and then you've got your U.S. belt holder not even in the country half the time, then to me, you're faced with a dilemma. Yeah, you've got the never open weight title and other, you know, other titles and stuff and the junior heavyweight title. But still, like, to me, that would be a big blow to have him leave with that belt. Yeah, I... I I, can, I, I, I see I, I see what where, where you're going with this. It'll be interesting. Now suddenly it becomes a little more interesting this match to see exactly what's going to what, what's going to happen 
you know, of course, with the AEW implications and all of that. But yeah, I can yeah. see. I can definitely, uh, I can definitely get behind your reasoning here. Want to say hello? No, no. To... I mean, it it is interesting with the AEW stuff. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Warren, but it is interesting because that's a whole nother facet. Mm -hmm. Um, more things could develop tomorrow. You know, who knows if we're gonna have some kind of storyline from AEW leak into New Japan tomorrow because it's it's odd that we've got this whole thing about waiting for an answer for Moxley to join the inner circle and those are the two guys on the Wrestle Kingdom card who will both be there on the second <laughs> night. You know, will that come into play tomorrow? Will that storyline develop even though it's from another company? You know, will maybe Jericho end up, you know, uh doing something or, or Moxley doing something to interfere, but I don't think so. But, but, you know, it's, it's fun to speculate. And I do think if they're going to work together in the future, then it would make it more likely for Mox to win the belt. But even so he'd still be out of the country most of the time to sure. defend more Japanese shows, even if they did work together. Sure. And I mean, <clears throat> we don't know what kind of arrangement that, that he has really is. He, can he work new Japan dates in America you know, and there's all that stuff anyway. But I wanted to say hello to anti-villain Firestorm who left a super chat. Thank you very much. Very appreciated. Well, let's talk about our boy Moxley then. Because he was in a match tonight. You know, we sort of... He, he, he successfully won the United States Heavyweight Championship from Lance Archer. Uh, Mox gets a really great tope early on onto the floor. Um, uh, and, uh, but Archer fights back by throwing a chair right to Mox's head and boy, do they swing at each other. They yeah. really, really start swinging at each other. There's a, um, Lance Archer tries to go for his, uh, rope walk spot, but he slips. And I got to tell you, I really like Mox's instincts here. Cause he was holding on to the kendo stick. And when Archer slipped off the rope, Moxley didn't miss a beat. He just started swinging at him with the with the kendo stick. You could tell it wasn't planned. Yes, Archer wasn't it was quite, smooth though. Archer wasn't quite selling, but it was just great instincts on on Moxley's uh, part there. Um, there's a blackout on uh, that's hit uh, by Archer on some chairs. Uh, the plastic bag spot That's had my me favorite part. Yeah, laughing was... out loud. Uh, you know, your mom used to tell you, Kelsey, I'm sure don't put plastic bags over your head. But Moxley... Look, I, I, I never did that as a kid. Yeah, well, no, because my mother scared the shit out of me telling me that I shouldn't do it. But uh, I never even had the inclination to do it. But, but still, I, I understand your point. Uh, and uh, But Moxley, if, if Moxley hits a... Death Rider, as it's known in Japan. There's no paradigm shifting in Japan. We ride death. To get I like the... that better, to be honest. And I like his theme song better in Japan, too. Uh, yeah, I would agree. But I, re I definitely... I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the paradigm shift. I don't think it's... Anyway. Oh, in general, the actual no, no, move? But no, no, the move I like. It's the name, the name. Oh, I'm, it's the I'm, name. Yeah, I don't yeah. like Paradigm Shift either. I like Death Rider, the name. And it fits him more. Anyway, he oh, hit, yeah. he nails it. He wins the title. What are your thoughts on the match, Kelsey? You know, uh, I just thought it could have been five minutes longer. It was good. I loved, like I said, the EBD claw with the bag, especially Gambino's like, he's going to kill him. He's going to kill him. <laughs> he's going to die. <laughs> that was great on commentary. Um, but, you know, uh, I just felt like it needed just a little bit longer. And I know everyone was telling me, yeah, we've got our, our three big matches coming up, though, and those are going to be long. Well, I know, but this still is a big match. It's a huge match for Archer. And um, 
Archer's had a good year too. He's somebody, at least he got a singles match. I just wanted to see it a little bit longer. Still, there were some good visuals. I tweeted about that, about how, you know, I like how at the end of the match, you do see Archer bleeding. Mm -hmm. So it looks like he did go to war. I think that leaves you thinking, wow, he really gave it his all. And then you saw the welts on Moxley's back. So all that really good as an audience person watching at home being like, whoa, they did go to war. It was a death match. But in terms of like length, it just felt so quick. And that could have been like a perception issue on my part. Maybe it was just like part, you know, because I was so tired. I I don't know. Because the match was 16 minutes. You know, I, I know, but it, 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 it didn't feel like that. It felt quicker, and I felt like if it was 20 minutes, I might have really thought it was an awesome death match. But it, it was it was really good. And, you know, the table, the, the table spot, I forgot to mention it, the table spot was was also really, really impressive because yeah. that's event, just because of the afterwards when you had Lance Archer just covered in blood. So, um, so we'll see what happens because it was, re- you know, um, we found out that... Um, Lance Archer is on a tour by tour basis with New Japan. He yeah. doesn't have a contract. So we'll see what happens with him moving forward. But he had a hell of a year. He had an incredible hey. year. Uh, I don't think anyone expected that uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. leaving and splitting up Killer Elite Squad would bring this, would bring, would have brought Lance Archer to such a great 2019. I think he went a bit above and beyond what uh, what New Japan was expecting, honestly, Kelsey. I think New Japan should hold on to him, like, if they can, because he's a great upper mid-carder. Like, like you said, he had a wonderful 2019, and I think maybe I'm so hard on this match because, you know, I loved his Osprey match. I mean, he, he had so many mm-hmm. good matches this year. The so Osprey to me, match I was, was just, so good. It, it was, was so, so good. And that's the thing. I was, like, expecting, like, a whole nother level because of, like— just the label of the death match. They don't do that in Japan. I just thought it was going to, it was great. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be like a negative, like hater. Cause, cause I liked the match. That's the thing. I just think it could have been taken up one little tiny notch more. And I would have been like, yeah, especially with Moxley having that brutal Kenny Omega match. Not that long ago, uh, at the recent full gear pay-per-view, it's like, that felt like a te- Texas death match. That felt <laughs> like an insane match. Like, you know, um, this just, it needed to be one more level up for me personally, sure. but overall, very good. Yes. All right. So I'm I'm already going to start fanning myself because we're going to talk about Hiromu versus winning the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title from Will Ospreay. Ooh. Oh. This was my. This personally was my main event uh, for for me. This was the match I was most looking forward to, probably the entire weekend. And boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, yeah. Let's just start this one off by saying that Will Ospreay has had a hell of a 2019. From his incredible performance once again at the at the Super Juniors to then being considered, being able to, to be considered as a heavyweight, nonetheless, uh, being able to 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 shift through weight classes a little bit but this was really i hate i i hate i hate it when he refers to himself as a hybrid athlete because i don't think it means anything but i understand what he's saying is that he's evolved from the flippy guy the you yeah. know the, the 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 um the performer that everyone would instantly just go after because oh, it's not wrestling, it's gymnastics, it's dancing, you know, whatever. Uh, instead of just um, 
instead of uh, of sticking to that, he did bulk up. He did uh, find ways to uh, to mix up his offense. He's had some fantastic matches this year, um, and despite the, despite him losing at Wrestle Kingdom because it was the right thing to do. Let's be honest. Uh, it doesn't put a damper on the year that he's had. It was absolutely amazing, Kelsey. In no way does it put a damper on Osprey. And I mean, I knew that he would probably lose to Hiromu, which, like you said, I feel like is the right decision because he's coming back. You know, it's a feel good thing. You wouldn't think that they would have him come back and lose in his first big match. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it just so happened that his first big match was a title match. And also, you know, Osprey's defeated everyone. Not everyone, but but most everyone. True. To me, it's the logical choice for it to be Hiromu, especially given their history. They've especially because if he just came back and they didn't have a history, it would be a little weird. But because they have this history and they had a previous match, um, I can't remember if it was at Russell, a previous Russell Kingdom or another big show, but their previous big match. It wasn't my favorite. This one surpassed it for me, especially in the last 15 minutes of the match. I thought they went into another gear, and it was really, really good. And um, I know you're you're probably going to go through the match, but there were some misses and some sloppy points, some things that didn't connect. Like, I know, for one, Osprey's drop kick well, off yes. the top didn't really connect very much. And I saw that even live. I know people were posting GIFs of it. You could see it more slowly, but you could see that watching in, in live time too. Yeah. It, but that didn't really take away because the last 15 minutes really amped up. Um, and I do think even with all that, it was still better than their previous big match. I wish I could remember the show. I can't remember if it was Wrestle Kingdom or not, but I will say also that um, there was the missed drop kick, but there was also some like awkward spots where you could see Hiromu waiting for mm-hmm. Osprey to make his move. That's the only thing I didn't like. But again, that happened very early on. Then it's almost like Hiromu was getting his footing back. And then he looked like the old Hiromu. And I was like, yes, he is back. And that's what I came away from the match feeling. And I think that means it was a successful match. And it was really, like you said, it was the match I was looking forward to most. And I really overall wasn't disappointed. No, no, no. And I agree. You know, there were, you know, not everything was maybe as tight as it could have been, but uh, I don't think that there's anything particularly egregious that happened in the match that completely ruins it. Um, Agree. Uh, the match starts off with uh, with a lot of stalemating, and Osprey gives a slap to the back of the head uh, to Hiromu early on, and I'm like, okay, I know who my heel is for the rest of the match. That's fine. There were yeah. some strong style on each other. Hiromu goes for a flipping power bomb that ends with a that ends up being an apron bomb, which was really really cool. Uh, yes. And, and Osprey hits a draping DDT and then they start playing off the neck injury. And I, f- I, s- God, I hated them for the rest of the evening for doing that. <laughs> I hate it so much. And, and, and Hiromu leans into it and I hate him for playing on my emotions like that. But he does exactly like Daniel Bryan does where Daniel Bryan sort of goes ah, and he starts rolling around. He's like, oh, my God, is he injured? No, he's just being a troll. There's a fantastic sequence uh, where um, where oh my God, uh, yes. Hiro- Hiromu's on the outside and uh, Osprey goes for a Suzuki special, but it misses. Osprey uh, then um, uh, Hiromu goes for a German suplex onto the ramp, but Osprey lands on his feet, charges back to Hiromu, who monkey flips him back into the ring through the ropes. Through the ropes. Oh, uh, so great. Osprey, without losing any motion, runs the ropes and comes back with the Suzuki special, which hits. That was 
mind-blowingly good. That was absolutely brilliant. For that, I can I can definitely forgive a a missed missile drop kick because that was oh me too something special. Uh, that I was mean, probably my sequence of the night. That was amazing. There was so many great things uh, happening. They were playing off the. Of course, the story was the neck uh, hinting at the hidden blade. I like it. A commentary also put over the fact that the hidden blade had, t blade had taken out Kota Ibushi with a concussion, uh, and you know, just adding to the to to the drama and the uh, the severity of the injury that uh, Takahashi had as well. Uh, there was a code red off the top rope. The uh, Hiromu hit the dynamite plunger, uh, made in Japan by Osprey. Can't put Hiromu away. He hits a, a shooting star, uh, shooting star press off the top rope, onto Hiromu's back. There's even a Canadian destroyer, and and eventually Osprey does hit a hidden blade. That Jesus, it takes his head off. It takes I know. Takahashi's head off. But Hiromu uh, hits the ticking time bomb. It doesn't work. And then he pulls out his new move, which we don't know the name of yet, but it's kind of like a package DDT with legs kind of like this in the, in the air. Was wild. And that seals the deal. Hiromu Takahashi gets back the belt that he never lost. Uh, Kelsey, any last thoughts on the match? It just seems like it came full circle. Like I said, the story was there. Um, I, I didn't know if he would go after, like, Dragon Lee first. But but this made sense to me. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I just felt like it was full circle. And the funny thing is, so you talked about the hidden blade and how, God, devastating it looked. Chucky e. T, if you're, you know up to date on his Twitter. God, he was tweeting tonight. He must've been drunk yeah, I think or he was just drunk. being funny. It was amazing. He was like, I, if wrestle wrestler kingdom is still going on, I'm going to watch it. But then he says, you know, we tell Osprey, you can't, you can't elbow us in the back of the head with full force, but he still does it anyway. So he was commenting on the hitting blade and how like devastating it was and how he's not supposed to do it, but he does it anyway. I just thought Chucky e. T was great. And I was like, yeah. That is pretty devastating. Yeah, <laughs> you're no, literally I... like just blowing someone's brain. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, my head. <laughs> just just watching it, your your neck and head hurt. It, 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 everything just hurt. But it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the last match tonight where our necks would hurt. Exactly. We'll, oh my god. We'll get oh. to that in a bit. Tetsuya Naito is your new IWGP Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, Kelsey. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. A little surprised. I'm really happy. I know you tweeted out that you thought White would retain, but hell, hell, man. I'm really happy because I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but this sets up what I've wanted to see the whole time. So, I mean, Naito and Okada, they've got a great history, and I think the story of Wrestle Kingdom is history. And this is what we've seen in multiple Wrestle Kingdoms throughout the years with multiple different people. Uh, Naito has such a crazy story when it comes to his, his success. I mean, if you're a longtime fan of New Japan, I'm not going to go over it again because many people know, you know, he wasn't universally loved right away. And then when he is loved, his opportunities seem to be lessened. Not lessened. I, um, just not as... He wasn't able to shine as bright as he could because of sure. situations that would occur. Like, for example, we all know, you know, Wrestle Kingdom 12, I believe it is, when he finally gets another match with Okada, but then it's overshadowed with Omega going against Jericho. Mm -hmm. And so everything's like muddied up there. And so now I finally feel like this is the right decision going into night two because I want to see this matchup again and I want to see it with the main event spotlight 
the true main event spotlight that it deserved all along. Right. And and it being like the third time they've matched up in a big big match, Okada and Naito, I think it's just it's ripe for a wonderful story. It's a great angle, and it's it could be like match of the whole weekend. I it think it could. It, no, it has the potential. It doesn't. It definitely has the potential. I mean, I'm not disappointed in the match, and yeah. As much as I as as much as I wanted and felt like Jay White should walk out, uh, ho- still holding the title and going on to night two, uh, in the main event, I'm I'm a I'm a Naito fan, so uh, I'm I've been disappointed for the past three years as well. So yeah, if anything, I was tempering my expectations, so <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. Surprised, yes, but pleasantly surprised Good. here. Um, I I thought this match was so, so good because it, because it hinges on how good Jay White is as a heel. And here we go again, broken record Warren Hayes, but God, God, Jay White is so, so good at what he does. He is unquestionably the best heel in the business. He is not a heel that people want to see win. He's a guy that people want to see beaten. And that's what they got this evening. And uh, from the moment where he just reveled in that instance where he was starting to set up the the Moodalock and he was just standing there and just, you know, Smile for the smiling, camera. smiling to the crowd, and then leaning over to 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 cinch it in, uh, and then when he started working the knee, because that was the story of the match. Yes, um, he was just reveling in every single moment, just milking it for all it's worth. And I understand why some people don't like Jay White in the New Japan context because he's not a guy. He, he's not about the work rate. He doesn't put his body on the line in crazy ways like Kota Ibushi will do, for instance. Right. And and he, and he's not a junior heavyweight work rate type of guy. When not he since works, he's come back from excursion, no. No, but yeah. But he works a heel style. That's what he's supposed to do. So what he does, he does absolutely perfectly. Um, he. When he hit the dragon screw on the on the rope on Naito, I was like, "There we go. This is this that is was this, awesome. That this is the moment. This then that was the turning point where I was like, it's all about Jay at this point. The the Saito suplex that he did, just dumping uh, Naito over the top rope onto the apron, that was fantastic. The guy can wrestle. The guy can go, but he's he's just playing." methodical and smart to get the audience pissed at him so that when Naito did mount his comeback, every time Naito started to mount a comeback, the crowd went nuts. And you can you can you can say as much as you want, and this is coming from a Tetsuya Naito fan here. And you can say as much as you want how that it's that it, it it's due to the fact that Naito is over. Sure, you can you you can argue that, but it, you would you cannot get that kind of reaction or that kind of storytelling if you do not have an excellent heel to create the moments for Naito to get the reactions that he does. That is so true, and you know I like how you mentioned that 
Jay White wrestles a heel style. Yes, he can wrestle, as you said. I mean, I remember just loving his match with Osprey when he was on excursion in Ring of Honor. He just had this amazing match, and nobody expected it. Uh, Jay White and Osprey just tore the house down. It was wonderful. And that was a brutal, crazy, junior-style match. So yes, he can wrestle that style, but he's wrestling a heel style, as you said now, and it really works for him. And the funny thing is, I questioned him coming back as a heel, because at first it was awkward. But man, how he's grown into it, and I can't even imagine him any other way now. It's nuts. It's like I had no idea when he first started to go down this path that it would work as well as it has. So that's props to Jay White, 100% there, because he's run with this change and he's given it his all and like you said I do think he's one of the best heels you said he is the best heel I think there's a couple others right under him and right with him in contention but he's definitely up there there's no one up with him Kelsey I don't know what you're talking (laughs) about I don't know what you're talking about there's a few people no no I I really like Sammy Callahan I think he's a great heel yeah yeah, but he's not as good as White is, though. White is pretty great. You're right. He's pretty- I mean, listen, and this, and I'm not taking credit for this. It's the voices of of, uh, of wrestling guys who who talked about this a few months ago. At this point, um, when um, when Jay White had won the IC title off of Naito, and people were filing out of the building. Yeah, that, that's epic. Yeah, that is an old school heel reaction outside of a riot and people trying to jump the barricade to stab him. That is an old school heel reaction from the crowd. They're like, my guy lost. I hate that bastard. So long. I'm out of here. And he's in the ring and he has his microphone and he's not cutting witty quips. He's like, all right, bye. Sorry. I hurt your feelings. Goodbye. You know, he's reveling in that moment. And it is such an a a North American, uh, it's such a North American heel thing to do, and it's crazy to think that it's a Japanese company who was able who's able to build your classic uh, uh, North American wrestling heel over in Asia. It, it and, right. and and the North American companies are unable to do it. They're unable to replicate that kind of 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 heel reaction it, it to me it just it baffles my mind anyway. it's so rare today that reaction you're right like hardly anybody can get it because it's cool to be a heel now you know yeah. it, it's a very rare reaction so you're right jay, jay white is like he, he is like an ace at that i gotta and, say and i mean i don't want no pun intended i don't want to jump into Tanahashi co- feud and everything. <laughs> sorry i'm mumbling go ahead <laughs> i don't want to like i don't want to necessarily go into comparisons but i know like when I talk about this, you know, there'll usually be people who pop up and say, oh, MJF, MJF. And MJF is a fantastic heel, don't get me wrong. And I, I I've n- never booed MJF in my life, and I probably won't. But the thing is, is that you're, he's likable. You're you're happy to see him because he you like to detest him. You like right. and 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 the way he heals is very entertaining because it's like, what creative insult is he gonna come up next? And I'm not trying to say that disparagingly he's excellent at what he at what he does over the past two to three weeks two to three ever since his heel turn on dynamite his importance to the company to AEW has become clear this guy is going to be a cornerstone of that company they have to do everything in their power to hang on to that guy yes so I, i i enjoy his heel work but I don't think he's as good as White because White is 
<laughs> He's as pure as white. <laughs> I definitely don't think MJF is as good as white because, like I said, I, I would never boo MJF because I like what he's saying yeah. so much. I mean, I, I I love to hate it, you know? It, it's just like you, you said, go. it's too good. Um, White's more of like, like you said, the classic archetype of a heel. And that's really, like I said, rare. Yeah, exactly. That's why he should be praised. Exactly, exactly. Main event time. Yes, Kazuchi, let's go. Kazuchika Okada successfully retained the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against the man he tried to murder, <laughs> Kota Ibushi. Although you could say that Kota Ibushi tried to do the same thing to Okada a couple of times. Um, this match started off nice and slow, uh, which was to be expected. This is the main event. That's how New Japan does it, does its things. Uh, but then the power slam followed up uh, with the by the moonsault from Ibushi just started to kick things into another gear. Okada, exactly. Uh, Okada drop kicks Kota off the top turnbuckle, who falls onto the apron and then he falls to the floor. He gets uh, he gets Ibushi into that no man's land between the two barricades, you know, between the audience and like uh, and ringside. And he hits a wonderful running, flying cross body over the barricade. That was so, so good. Ibushi then back in the ring goes for an overhead kick. I think Okada was supposed to catch him, but he doesn't. Yes. Kota Ibushi lands on his bloody head. Oh, my God. It was so hard to watch that part. But then I'm like, Kota Ibushi landing on his head. Sure. That's what it's the equivalent of me sneezing. It's just like, okay, yeah. let's just move on to something else. But God, that was scary. That it was wasn't. So scary. And he just brushed it off like, whatevs, I'm yeah. cool. I'm yeah, just going to keep going. Not a problem. Let's keep going. Uh, Okada hips, uh, uh, drop kicks him at some point. Hits a beautiful drop kick on Ibushi right in the mush. And he hits the tombstone, but Ibushi uh, hits the ropes to avoid the Rainmaker. And I like that. Um, then. Kota, and I, this is where I want to start getting your thoughts here. Kota Ibushi starts no-selling some strikes. And I mean yeah. no-selling blatantly. He's got this look in his eye. He's become, there's, possessed. No-sells a, no a goddamn Kazuchika Okada dropkick. And then he starts wailing yes. on Okada with closed fists. And Just it looks like, stiff. Oh my god! And and uh, he uh, Okada uh, falls to the mat, and he keeps right on top of him, and he is playing dirty, real yeah. dirty, Kelsey. Well, I knew. I'm not a big Ibushi fan, so I was like, yes, play dirty so people will boo you. But the funny thing is, people weren't booing. There was, like, stunned silence right. for, like, three minutes, it felt like. Well, I'm sure that's a little exaggerated. I'm sure it was just, like, a minute or two. Then there were some boos. But still, people ended up cheering Ibushi still at the end, even with those dirty tactics. So, like, that's how a how much Ibushi is over. So it's a testament to him. But at the same time, it's like, I was hoping the crowd would fully turn and embrace that kind of you know that dirty side of abushi like i'm not gonna play it neat anymore because to me it's like i don't know i just i think okada is a great champion i think abushi will eventually get his time I, i'm not disappointed with the 
the result at all because I think his time will come. So people who love Ibushi, they're probably a little disappointed, but like I still think it'll happen. But honestly, I think it would have been kind of cool to get a little run with mm -hmm. a, a heel Ibushi. I mean, it could still happen. Like maybe he's going to be distraught after this loss and maybe there'll be a little bit of a character change because cause good guy Ibushi sometimes gets a little old for me. Like, you know, just uh, kind of good guy walking around plain old Ibushi, but a great wrestler. To me, I'd like to see like a different character in him for a little while, especially because sure. of this big loss. So I think this could could kind of be the jumping off point for that. But I really wanted to see the crowd embrace that and really full on boo him for a little bit longer and more fully. But they didn't. I can't believe it. It was still dramatic. That like that stunned silence, like you said. Of, yeah. Like, people are like, like, like they were just quiet. They're like, we don't know what to do now. We yeah, don't know yeah, but, what to do. Yeah, it was. It was like, wow. We're 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 completely we're completely overwhelmed here. We're not sure what's happening next. Uh, Okada does fight back out, out of this, and he, uh, you know, he just fights back by tombstoning Ibushi on the apron. No bigs. And he starts working <laughs> his neck. He hits that high angle German, and it just oh my. Goodness, I mean, we hear the stories, and there's even you know, there's a Twitter account about Kota Ibushi's neck. But goddamn people, my God, my God, Ibushi fights back. He Ibushi actually reverses a rainmaker into a rainmaker of his own, hits a running knee that Okada kicks out at one, but then Ibushi gets the Kamigoye, which gets a two point nine though. Um, that was crazy. Oh my God, I was like. Yeah, I, I could it was we were getting peak drama at that point Ibuchi catches Kazuchika Okada who's doing a missile drop kick catches a midair into a sit out power bomb that was great he goes for a yeah. phoenix splash but Okada rolls out of the way the spinning rainmaker connects and the rainmaker connects but Ibushi kicks out of it and there's a hell of a final sequence where they're trading Bomayes and rainmakers look Okada so retains. many counters. Oh my God. So many counters. That se sequence at the end was so smooth. It was so good. Yeah. I really love the result. Like I said, I love this whole match. Um, as much as I was out, as much as I was looking forward to the Hiromu Osprey match the most of the weekend, I honestly do think that, uh, this match surprised me. I knew it was going to be good, but you know, Abushi, like I said, is not really my favorite, but I think the, that fact kind of made me even more invested because I really wanted Okada to win. So this match ended up being my favorite of the night, even though I didn't expect it to. I expected it to be Hiromu and Osprey. Mm -hmm. Still love that match. But this match just had a lot of story, had some great sequences, and uh, it had just some powerful, stiff sequences as well. Not just the awesome moves, but the stiffness was there too. And so to me, it had everything. And it made you feel stuff because it, there were lots of moments where these spots were making you uncomfortable. You yeah. Know? Because I, there was the, let, let's call it the Ibushi fugue state, right? The fugue state that he, that he was in at some point when he started straight punching Okada. And then when yeah. he started, when Okada started dropping him on his neck, there were moments where you're like, Ugh, this is really, I, I, I'm actually uncomfortable. We should end this match, but they still pushed on and it was fantastic. This was an absolute great match. And for the, the, the final three matches that we got, all great, but for entirely different reasons. Entirely yes. different reasons. And this one was fantastic because you have two world-class top of their game guys who are delivering the the who are establishing a bar essentially 
in storytelling, in drama, in athleticism, and in yeah. and in good old fashioned bump taken. Um, it everything resounded in this fight. It was incredibly good. It and, really was. And this and like we like you said, you know, we said at the start of the at the start of the show, you know, overall this was a this was a great a, a great show. I think it was I think it was mostly great due to the final once we started getting to Moxley Archer, things of started course. to pick up. And that's when it started really becoming great. But I gotta tell I you, do- just there, there's this one blanket thing that I I feel applied throughout most of the most of the evening. And the, the the three counts or the extended oh, yeah. the extended two counts that always felt a little uh, a little out of sync, a little too long. You know, hey, buddy, you should be kicking out now, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know what you thought, but the refereeing or at least the, the, the pinfalls, especially in the Hiromu Osprey match, man, it 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 kind of bugged me. And it was something throughout that I found happened throughout most of the matches tonight. Yeah, it's weird. There were some things that I felt were very un-New Japanish tonight. Some of it was stuff didn't connect. And I'm not just talking about Hiromu and Osprey, like I had commented on about the dropkick. There was other things that just didn't seem to connect. Even one of uh, Okada's... His one of his drop kicks didn't seem to connect mm-hmm. at one point. Yep. Um, and that's just very not New Japan-like. Oops, sorry, my alarm's going off, which is Suzuki. That's funny. Good morning. Um, <laughs> I guess it thinks I have to go to work or something. <laughs> my phone. It doesn't know it's the weekend. But um, it, that, that, that didn't bother me specifically, but I, I saw a lot of people tweeting about the counts and how slow they were. I'm... I didn't, like I said, I didn't notice, but I should rewatch and really, really take a look at that to really judge it. But, uh... It just seems very un-New Japan-like because usually they're they're pretty good. I mean, it's happened sometimes in the past where they, they kind of do it a little too long, but uh, not as much as I was seeing people complain about it tonight. So it seemed to be extra prominent for some reason. Like I said, which is uncharacteristic because usually everyone's on their A game during Wrestle Kingdom, but maybe it is a little weird for them having it be two nights. Maybe there's just a different feel mm-hmm. it, backstage. Now, this is, of course, just speculation. How could I know what it's really like? But... I'm just guessing it must be pretty weird doing a two night thing when it's been a one night thing for so long. It has to be. It really yeah. has to be. I agree. Uh, so before we we wrap things up, want to do a little prediction? I'll talk uh, talk about the main event tomorrow because now we know officially what it is. Sure. It's, it's going to be Naito and Okada. Who you got? Oh, it's so hard to right? choose. Like I would love it f- to be Naito finally. Like come on, give him his moment. And make him double champ like he wanted. But, like, I don't want to get my hopes up, though. Yeah. Because, like, that's what you were saying earlier, like, as a Naito fan, which I am both an Okada and a Naito fan, so this is extra difficult. So I can't just pick a favorite and be like, yeah, that's who I'm rooting for. I kind of... I'd be okay with either, but I really am leaning towards Naito. It feels like he has to win to remain relevant this year. You know, yes, he's won the belt, but, like, once he loses... Once... He's lost the IC belt in the past. Then he regains it. Like, is he only going to have the IC belt 
for all time? Like, is that all he's ever going to do? So to me, move up that next step, really show that you're different from what you used to be. Give him two belts, which is what he wanted all along. It would really cement Naito, I think. I mean, he's super over. It's just like, it just makes sense to me that it's his time. But if that's the case, will we see Okada go crazy again? Will he have balloons? I don't know. That'd be really interesting to see too. What would they do with Okada again if he's not like, He's not the champ. I don't know. It would be strange to, to go back and see that again. It's been so long. I um, see that. I thought I thought uh, the main event tomorrow was going to be uh, Okada versus Jay White because I was like, oh, you know, you want you're finishing up 2019, which is a reconstruction year for New Japan after losing the elite have a whole bunch of things that they have to they have to do. They have to set up to get things back in order. You put the title back on Okada. Okada continues being your man moving into 2020 to further establish someone else, you know, during the year. So I still thought that that's what the, that's what I thought they were going to do. Right. There's a, there's a tour of, of North America coming up. Of course you want to see Okada as the champ, right? Now I'm not so sure anymore now that Naito is, is in the mix. It seemed a little more clean cut with, with Jay White, but not anymore. Yeah, it did. Um, I'm not so sure anymore, but I, 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 I'm still going to put my money on Okada because it, it just makes so much more business sense. And I love Okada as well. And maybe it is the, maybe it is the Naito Stan in me. That's just unconsciously uh, um, creating a barrier to avoid disappointment. That could entirely be it as well, because I've been, because since 2016, I've been saying, yeah, it's Naito's year. It's Naito's year. It's Naito. I know. But could it really be Naito's year, though? Now? It, it could be. It could be. <laughs> the year's just begun. It'd be great if 2020 was the year of Naito. <laughs> um, just, and, uh, so, well, listen. So, we'll see what happens. We have another fantastic night of stuff ahead of us. But before we sign off. Did uh, you see the super chat? That's it. No particular angle. Uh, yeah. JPQ wants me to to read this statement. <laughs> Thank you, JPQ, for the for the super chat. And I do have to read the statement because that's the contract. <clears throat> Kelsey, I Warren think Juice is B plus. No, this, no. I had to read this under duress. It won't hand. It won't stand up in court. Kelsey. I don't know. I think you really believe it, Warren. I think John is is starting stuff up. I think he wants to stir the oh. pot because I think he's bringing your thoughts to the forefront. Stirring, You're with your boy, John. Stirring stuff up for sure. And we'll have a chance to settle this tomorrow because John is going to be joining me for the post show. JPQ, Big Paws on a Pup, uh, uh, No Particular Angle podcast will be joining me for the uh, night two post uh, show uh, that uh, that I'll be doing tomorrow uh, t- tomorrow morning. So we'll be able to talk a little. We'll ha- we're going to have a chance to talk about Juice. He's on the show tomorrow again. Kelsey, however, I want to thank you very much for joining me. I really really appreciate it. It was a bit short notice, and I really appreciate your 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 flexibility and your uh, your availability. I it's always a pleasure to have you. Tell the folks where they can find all your great stuff, all the great stuff that you do on the internets. 
Well, the pleasure was all mine, Warren. Thanks for asking me again. I had a lot of fun. I always have fun talking to you about wrestling. It's a great time. I love people are in the chat, like some of my friends, like John giving me shit, of course. So it's always a good time, sure. no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see what you guys have to say about night two. I have to wait before I watch it. So it, I'll probably be w- watching your review after it's done, but I can't wait Fair to see enough. what you guys say. It'll be a lot of fun. So you guys can find me again at superkickingit.com, and that's spelled with a G. So S-U-P-E-R-K-I-C-K-I-N-G-I-T.com. You could see it underneath my face right now. Correct. <laughs> that's where you go. There's links everywhere. I do a weekly podcast. We didn't do an episode this week, but we should be doing our episodes again starting next week. Um, but you can find all my stuff there, including my YouTube channel, which has pop culture content and wrestling content. Mm-hmm. And I plan to do some more stuff on the YouTube soon. So I haven't done a video in a while on there, but I'm going to be amping up soon, I think. So please uh, look out for all those links, guys, and check it out. And uh, if you're not following Kelsey on uh, on social media, on YouTube, uh, you're doing yourself a great disservice because Kelsey is fantastic. She works hard and she does quality <laughs> content all the time every time so do make sure you follow her thank you again so much for 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 joining me kelsey and thank you everyone for joining us live here on the post show remember we'll be back tomorrow right after night two to wrap this up with the jpq big pause on a particular angle podcast that'll be fantastic so uh so there you go let's let's uh, let's all go have a nap now before before our i can't starts. wait for the nap i'm so excited it's... hopefully paul's not mad that i've been talking like through the door and he's <laughs> sleeping in the other room oh, he's well. like shut up oh well he'll 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 be he can have a nap too everyone can everyone's entitled to naps today it's it's national nap, nap day there you go thank you all everyone very very much for for joining us today And uh, we'll see you next time.